It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, I will tell you exactly who you need to be on the lookout for down at the Senior Bowl. And there are some snubs, but then there are some snubs. And last but not least, and for the culture, LSU is making it rain on Brian Kelly after one season? We'll talk about it all next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. First, I want to say, start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started but t today is the day it's starting to get real because your boy is about to get ready to go down the senior bowl on monday getting ready to travel so you know i've been doing my little homework doing my little research and trying to figure out like okay who i'm gonna have an eye on and i think that when we look at how uh how how the falcons have kind of really dove into this senior bowl rosters in the past couple years 10 players to be exact Mm-hmm. and five from each draft, I think that this is something that we have to definitely start have to pay attention to. Yeah. And when you look at what they did and where I want them to be, here's my answer to that question of who you need to be looking at. Now, I will tell you, <laughs> yeah. my little trusty list here, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go down this list mm-hmm. just come on with because I went ahead and sorted it based on, guess what? Defense. Yes. So, whether you want to look Anita at Mantra. there we go. Exactly. You want to look at <laughs> Nesta Jade Silvera from Arizona State, Carl Brooks, Bowling Green. I mean, Central Michigan, Thomas Inku. I could go down this entire list of nothing but DLs. Kiam mm-hmm. White from Georgia Tech. Actually, one of our local guys who people are starting to like really, really pick up on. I don't really care where you go. I don't really care what you do. I just know that everyone on here that has a DL or a DE or an edge or LB, ILB, MLB, I don't care. National team, fine. American team, again, Mm -hmm. you can look all over the place. I don't really care. I really, really don't care where you go. And I'm going to be nice, Jarvis. I'll go to page two. Okay. And I'll admit, you've got Mm -hmm. some O-linemen on that page. Hey, look at there, Warren McClendon. Yeah. All I'm saying is I don't really care who you spy. I just know you better come back next week next week saying I spy some deep defense. I spy, I some spy defense. the defense eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want, people. That's all I want. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be they it, it definitely have a like the senior bowl, like they really get some some good guys. Like yes, they got guys they like Tyree, Tyree Wilson, mm-hmm. who's the uh projected to go top 10 <clears throat> Falcons out of Texas Tech, and also mm-hmm. another guy right here down in the SEC, Auburn's Derek Hall. 
I'm be have my eyes on him. And then the other guy, uh, TCU, who got a chance to see in the in the uh, national championship, you know, kind of uh, Dylan Horton, you know, edge player out of TCU as well. So those are some of the guys I'm definitely going to have my eye on. And I think that when you look at what the Falcons will be looking for and and, and just what they need, and I mm-hmm. think and I and I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, T, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I really believe that the um, Fondo and Smith are really going to focus in on his defense this, um, yeah. this, this, this season. And when so. it comes to free agency and in the draft, and I think that they're going to follow the Tanitra mantra. Like, you know, <laughs> they they understand, they hear us, they understand what's going on right, right here on ATL Day 1s and, and know that, hey, this is about to go down. But Indeed. another thing that they have to kind of kind of keep an eye on, T, is the fact that, they still haven't hired a defense coordinator uh, mm-hmm. just yet. And uh, we all know how the NFL coaching cycle goes. You know, people have their favorites and who they want, who they don't mm-hmm. want. Well, uh, it seems that <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts uh, fan base is uh, have no interest whatsoever in Jeff Saturday being their head coach because they even gone to the lengths of uh, starting a petition, T, for this dude not to be the head coach of the Colts. And and I think that when you think about that, like like I said, like I mentioned the defense coordinator search, is there a name out there where you say, hell to the now, 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 if <laughs> if the Falcons hire there? Is there one guy out there you'd be like, oh, you know what? They don't need to make that move. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. All I'm going to say it, and it's it's really interesting because it kind of like depends on you know mm. what is important to you, right? right. And we talk about uh, the obvious thing, which is you have a team like the Eagles, for example, right. and the Chiefs, for example. They have like four players that have eleven plus sacks. Mm-hmm. Yes, and right, and exactly, you're loaded, right? Right. Yes. So obviously, yes. yeah. I mean, obviously, you you you're doing some things correctly, right? I would venture to say that any team, and I do by any team, I do mean any, uh, any team that has not come into you know that particular space for this year, and I kind of think of teams like I don't know, eh, maybe like the ups and the downs of a team like the Jets. And the reason I mentioned them, Jarvis, is because I feel like they started the year. I feel like they, and and again, just an example of one team that I would be like, hell no, because there's nothing like, and look, we don't have to go there again because is that not Jeff Ulbrich? Uh, If I remember correctly, is he still the uh, defensive coordinator uh, for for the Jets? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, exactly. So if Jeff Ulbrich, was the defensive coordinator here already, right? The active coordinator when Raheem Morris was the interim head coach. Yeah. I would probably say no thanks because mm-hmm. it seemed like on all sides of the ball, that team just imploded in yeah. the back half of the season. And yeah. so the players didn't change. What happened? How did yeah. you, you know, did you not coach them up the right way? And you know, we both love Ulrich. We just, Jeff yeah, no doubt. yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 loved him when he was here, and he was good at it. But I'm thinking to myself, that's a head scratcher for me. That's yeah. a head scratcher for me. So just an yeah. example of like, yeah, if you're you're somebody who had a team that imploded in the back half of the season, no need for you to come here and destroy what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are trying to build. Yeah, I, I think the only one that 
will come. It's not like a hell to the no, no, no. Right. <laughs> it's just a head scratcher. It, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know about that one. That'll be Ryan Nielsen from the Saints. Uh, right. Because it's just like, okay. you know, That's a good I, one, I though. get, the, that is I get fair. the whole, I get the whole being able to work with defensive line. I get that. Oh, it's like, like mm-hmm. I respect the heck out of that. Yeah. This is from a, coming from a guy who covers a team that seems to don't know how to do that or develop or at least when they do draft them, they do not able to develop them into productive players and exactly. get to the quarterback. So I, yep. I, I, I understand and I respect that because mm-hmm. like there's so many veteran guys that they've interviewed that I think they're a, be viable candidates. And mm-hmm. when you think about Vic Fangio, it looks like he might be going to Miami. And then yeah. you know, we haven't heard anything about Brian Flores in, in mm-hmm. quite some time. And with with uh, Frank Wright being hired as a head coach at Carolina, mm-hmm. you got Steve Wilkes, who's a possibility. And they've already uh, interviewed his assistant, Al Holcomb, who mm-hmm. took over as D.C. Right. when uh, Wilkes took over as the uh, interim head coach for the Panthers. So it's a lot of little interesting dynamics going down yeah. uh, when it comes to this defensive coordinator spot. People who have experience and yes. be, have done well in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So a guy like Nielsen will probably be somebody I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, let's kind of hold off on the trying out things. You yeah. need to get somebody here with some experience and agree. knows what the hell they're doing. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I am with it. I can't agree with you more on that one. And I think that's why you keep hearing some of those same names like a Vic Fangio or a Brian Flores, or even now we've been talking about, we talked about him yesterday, Steve Wilkes, because a lot of teams, the Falcons included, are looking for a guy that can come in and not just stabilize, but kind of take their defense to the next level. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, we don't need anybody unless that person's already in the system. Now that's different if the Falcons decide that they want to promote Frank Bush. But other than that, nah, some people you just want to bypass. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know what in the world went wrong in New York this past season, but we're good over here. Absolutely. And when you think about being good, T, there is a few good teams that are going to be playing this weekend uh, yeah. in the championship series. And as far as with the Eagles going up against the 49ers and the Chiefs will be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Like any thoughts on like who will be going to the Super Bowl? You know, it's coming up pretty fast now. It really, really is. And my hope, and this is one of those where it's like head versus heart. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the Eagles and it's a, probably oh, a little yeah. bit of head and heart, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Jalen Hurts, like finally, we I think we've all known it because if you watch SEC football, even before his Oklahoma days, you knew the guy had some potential. Now Something he has the right people in place, whether you look at it from the quarterback's coach and the OC perspective or whether you look at it from like an A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith perspective. And he's got himself a bit of a running game and an O-line yeah. that just does not quit. I mean, yeah. like. It's just good. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, right, exactly. <laughs> good offensive line. Like, there you good. go. So if, if I, <laughs> right. And so if we're talking about winning in the trenches, I do believe that as good as the 49ers front is, they, that they can win. And here's the flip side. I do feel like the Eagles D-line is going to come for Brock Purdy. Now, yeah. yeah, he thought he saw something in these, you know, cu- first couple of games. You, you might have thought you saw something with the Cowboys. You might have thought, and I, I said it that way on purpose. You might have thought you saw something Previously, what with the Buccaneers? I think. Mm-hmm. Nah, you you haven't seen this this D line. You have not seen yeah. this defensive front, and I think that's where that game is going to be won. They're going to bring pressure on Brock Purdy and say your run game is going to have to win for you, and we feel confident that we can stop that too. Even though Christian McCaffrey has been lights out, but yes. I do think the Eagles are going to have something for them. So I, I'm going with the Eagles. 
uh, I'm going with the Eagles, but also now this is a true hard one. You know me. You know yeah. I'm a big Red fan. So oh, no I just really want yes. Andy Reid to go back yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's really yeah. all about him. And, the storylines uh, would be great, right? Going yes, against the former team. Exactly. Be, I just want Andy Reid to go back to the Super Bowl for starters. And uh, the only thing that gives me pause is Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And we really just don't know. Because, you know, he was in front of the cameras. There were all of these, like, videos coming out of him trotting across the, the field a couple days ago. And then him walking off the podium looking like, hey, no boot. Looking like he was good to go. But Jarvis, as a former football player, you know that you're not really sure about, especially high ankle sprain type injuries, until you're in the game. Like, and you granted, your adrenaline may take you through. Right. Sprains. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your okay. adrenaline may take you through. Yeah. But, right. Exactly. But I don't know if that's going to be a factor, but I will say this Cincinnati has yes, beaten the chiefs three times in a row, but all those games were close. The last two games had identical scores, 27 to 24. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, I'm going to be confident in saying Andy Reid is going to figure out somehow, some way to get his team over the hump. Only thing that makes me nervous is that ankle. Yeah. The ankle is definitely going to be the key for sure. And, and when you think about on the other side of that, when, um, on the NFC side, like mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles are sending waves of dudes at Brock Purdy. And yes. we know that I don't care who you are or what you do and what level of quarterback that you play. Mm -hmm. If you got that pressure coming through your head, yes. you are going to fold at some point. And I yes. think that's what's going to happen for sure. Now, last but not least, T, before we before we move on, I, I think we got to mention this. Dana, shout out to Dana Brown being hired as the general manager yes. for the Houston Astros. Yeah. How about this team? In baseball, we got two brothers. We got a brother running things as general manager, and we got a brother in uh, at, at, at the, manager, the managerial spot. And, yeah. um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting? My name escapes me right now. Uh, uh, Dusty Baker? Dusty Baker, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. My my apologies, Dusty. All right, so yeah, <laughs> so Dusty Baker and Dana Brown, uh, Dana Brown coming from uh, up under uh, Alex Anthopoulos' umbrella. He actually, Dana Brown actually hired him back in the day as well. So it's definitely a a, a nice relationship there, and you responsible for a lot of guys, you know, coming yeah. in, Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, and all that stuff. So it's really cool to see him um, be able to step into the fold and be running things over there down in Houston, T. Yeah, definitely excited about him and not just the four seasons that he was with the Braves, but we're talking about a longtime executive, someone the who lifer, has, yeah. exactly, someone who has literally climbed up the ranks and who has a ton of respect all around the league. So this is an exciting time, not so much for the Braves, because literally it's like, oh, gosh, now he's going from, you know, the Braves, like literally from one World Series champion to another as if they need to reload. But you got to love what he's going to be able to do. And he's got the weapons. Like we said yesterday, when you have a person of color, give them, put them in position to succeed. And I feel like you probably can't get it to any other space to succeed than with the world, the other world champions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when you think about talking about, speaking of love, T, you know, we got the all-star voting that went down. And we're going to talk about whether or not a Mr. Trey Young or DeJounte Murray should have been on that list. But first, we got to talk about FanDu because... Guess what, y'all? We just started talking about the championship games, and they are here, right here. And we want to, you know, introduce to you our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel. Yes. yes, they are. And we have some really good stuff right here, some features that make betting on sports fun and easy. 
Because that's what it's all about, right? Have fun, make it easy, and get some money. All right, well, here's what we got for all the new customers. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bets. $5. All you have to do is drop 5 bucks, and you're going to get $150 in free bet. You're trying to find all the lines. All the odds and everything, all the over-unders for all these games on the NFL this weekend. We know you're trying to drop a little coin on the game, trying to win some money. That's what we wanted you to do. So guess what? We're going to make sure that you do that by dropping your first $5. You can get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Well... He might make every moment in the second half of the season count because we know basketball players, right? They're petty and they look for just about anything to motivate them. And getting a snub like what Trey Young got after the all-star starters was were announced, I think that was a snub that felt like it was just of epic proportion. So, of course, we know that the usual suspects are in there. So, uh, LeBron James will be the captain for the East team, Giannis, uh, West team, excuse me, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the campo, uh, camp for the East team captain, that is. Mm-hmm. But when you start going down that list of starters, that is where it gets tricky because Trey Young finished seventh in overall all-star, all-star voting mm-hmm. amongst Eastern guards. However, when you start digging into the numbers, fifth in fan voting, not a big deal. Sixth yeah. in medium voting, still pretty solid. Twelfth yeah. in player voting. Out of 12? Make it make sense? I mean, are you surprised? Yeah, I mean, when you think about like that, right, because I guess you had some write-ins because it was saying, from my understanding, it was like they had, it was two guys that was written in that wasn't even on the list. So mm-hmm. and from a player standpoint. So right. when you think about that, that kind of just makes you think like people really don't. The guys that in the NBA don't really mess with Trey Young like that, or do they not respect his game? And those are kind of questions I start thinking about when when you think about you know how he's viewed amongst his peers, right? Yeah. Because we all know the media looks at him a certain way, cool, fifth or whatever, or six. And mm-hmm. then you have the uh, fan voting, obviously. You know he he's a, he appeals to the fan, obviously here in right. Atlanta as well. So mm-hmm. it, it just makes you think. Like I know for me. And covering this team, mm-hmm. I kind of like having a guy who's not well like amongst his peers because he ain't with all the, the you know the buddy buddy you know kicking with everybody and all. Hey, let me go team up and go play with you and all that stuff. So that's the kind of thing I start thinking about when when those guys are so tight like that. Now Trey has his guys that he they are cool with you know with Clutch mm-hmm. Sports and obviously with LeBron and mm-hmm. anybody Donovan Mitchell as well he's up behind that representation so mm-hmm. I I'm, I don't get too concerned just from a standpoint of them not really respecting this game I think it's more so of you know I hate to use this word because I feel like it's overused but mm-hmm. they might just be hainty <laughs> I, I don't know if I can go with that okay. uh, I'm gonna tell you what I think it could be not necessarily that, but a couple different things. Now, going back to the point about this, the league being buddy-buddy, I mean, that's what the league is. So right. my question would be, if this is a, I don't want to say indictment, but for lack of a better term, an indictment on whether or not he's a likable guy amongst the yes. players, right. it does beg the question of if this was an indictment on how they feel about him, does that impact Landry Field's ability to attract more high level 
A grade mm. free agents. That's where my concern was. I smell you. So you got that piece, and then you got the other piece of a couple of NBA writers, like national writers, have said that there are executives around this league who are like, "Yeah, he's a problem," and not in the good way. You know, like when we compliment you and say, "Yeah, he's right, a yeah, yeah," they're yeah. going in that other direction. So I was wondering as well, like, who knows? There could be some commentary like that out there, such that players don't want to vote for him. But I'm going to throw this one out to you as well. Let me ask, ask them to what you just said, though, um, as far as with the um, players coming over, you know, um, Lance Fields being able to attract players coming over. And I mm -hmm. think that that's why I feel like Trey is going to be willing to make this whole DeJounte Murray piece work, right? Because he kind of stood up and said, hey, I can make this work. You know, yes. Or y'all probably need to take a look at this dude. Let's see if let's make this happen. Let me mm -hmm. have somebody that can come in that can handle the rock as well. So I think that Trey has some incentive to make mm -hmm. this work. So if the down the line there's an opportunity to bring another guy in or third piece in, like he, they can go ahead and do that because like, hey, he stood up for this. He said this behind closed doors. Like, hey, I want this to make this work. We can make it work. They mm -hmm. make it work. And then that, you make yourself more attractive. And I think you can kind of push you away these little rumblings about him not being a likable guy amongst his peers because we we know that matters to you. That matters. Right. That may that matters when it comes to on court chemistry and all that stuff. So we'll we'll definitely see. But I, I think it's going to be something that is going to have to going to be have to be a wait and see mode when when it comes to Trey Young about how this Dejounte Murray piece works out. And that that requires maturity. So we will see if there has <sighs> yes. been an evolution there because the other the piece there, yeah, it just <laughs> does. But I think the yeah. other piece there is this. Oftentimes, players are paying attention to what's hot and what's popping. And right now, the Hawks aren't doing anything to make themselves yeah. relevant. They yep. were relevant for a hot second with that five-game winning streak. But for the most part, they've not been a part of the conversation about the top-tier teams in the East. So when you're mm -hmm. not a part of that conversation, it is that much more difficult to get in the All-Star game unless, unless you are just like this – like. You're blowing everybody out of the water, like LeBron yeah. James. Yeah, the Lakers suck yeah. right now, but mm -hmm. it's LeBron James. So he's yeah. still going to get deference there. But I think a, a lot of it or some of it may also have to do with the lack of relevance of the Hawks. Therefore, Trey is just not on people's radar like that anymore. But yeah. I feel like that may not be a bad thing if from a maturity perspective and maybe even a hashtag petty perspective, Trey can use this as motivation to say, Yes, I'm perfecting my all-around game, which I still believe that's a big part of why his numbers are down. He is yeah. tr giving some efforts to trying to be better defensively. But now he has to say, okay, how do I take what I've been doing, take what they didn't give me as the shine I maybe feel I deserve, and use that as motivation? Wow. Man, that's – I mean, I, I think he's just going to have to continue to – you know, feel feel the game out, right, right, with Dejounte Murray on the floor, and mm -hmm. and sometimes even when he's not on the floor with Dejounte right. Murray, and I I think that's going to be something that they're going to have to watch play out as we go along during the mm -hmm. season because it's 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 pretty clear that just overall the overall chemistry and how things flow yeah. and how things work. They haven't found that right mix because yeah. we've because such a it's been so up and down, right? It would be nights where you see like, man, this is really can work. And right. then the next night, you were like, why is this, why did this get put together? Like, who did this? Whose decision was it to put this roster together like this? Right. And <laughs> you can't have that 
two both opposite ends of the spectrum like yeah. that. It has to be a balance. So once they find that balance, I, I think that I, I think they'll be able to, you know, be able to do some things. But until then, they're gonna be continue to spin their wheels. Yeah. Now this is not a story that's just one that we're following locally. This is national stories because, of course, everybody's talking about who got snubbed, like Joel Embiid isn't a starter, how sway. If you want to hear more of reaction about the biggest stories across sports, like the snubs for the starters, because, of course, also the All-Star Reserve list will be announced next Thursday. But today Mm -hmm. you can hear it on Locked On Sports Today. Also, we gave you our picks for the championship games the conference championship games in the nfl this weekend i'm sure those guys at locked on sports today have their picks as well and can let you know why you want to know about it you know where to go you check us out on youtube you check us out wherever you download your podcast so we want you to check out locked on sports today and you know we're about to get into for the culture right they also have their version which is take of the day so don't forget after you wrap up atl day ones give a few extra minutes to check out locked on sports today and Locked On Sports Atlanta family. ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. I've been chopping it up with my folks on there. If you want to know who, you want to know how, ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. Reach out to you. More than likely it's going to be me because, you know, T, she got like 12 jobs. So, you know, yes. we're still working on that. <laughs> we're still working on, we we're working on that thing in 2023. So, if you want to get in contact with the program, go ahead, shoot us a note, ATL Day Ones at gmail.com. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's yes. how we get down on this show. Today is no different. How about this? Brian Kelly got uh, overpaid a million dollars, T, in 2022. A million dollars, like an extra meal. Like, like it wouldn't have taken that long for me to figure out if Locked On paid me an extra million dollars in pay. Like, I would have, like, making that phone call after the first time, like, uh, I think y'all got something wrong and we need yeah. to figure this bad boy out because I ain't trying to pay nothing back, Jack. Right. So, yeah, but, um, from, from, from my understanding is that he has them paying him to his LLC and mm-hmm. paying him to his personally. So that's kind of right. how it got figured out, but they were able to figure it out. But, but T like, come on now. Like, and they said they didn't find, they started in May and mm-hmm. they, didn't, it, they didn't figure it out to November. Yeah. Like would it have taken you that long to figure that bad boy out? Well, it's Louisiana. So, I mean, <laughs> you say this like this is shocking. Yes. I mean, it's one of the most corrupt, yes. if not the most corrupt states yes. in the union. And I can say that because I am from Louisiana. Yeah, Brett Favre is the face of that junk. Yeah, oh, sorry. Well, no, yeah. that's Mississippi. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't yeah. put him. Yeah, don't, don't give him to us. I tried to no, throw him in there. No, My sir. Nope. He might be on the border of Louisiana. Brett Favre came to mind. Sorry. Nope. He might be at the border of Louisiana and Mississippi, but he is on that side. Yo, that side. Yeah, stay over yeah. there. We have more than enough corruption in our state. Please and thank you. But yeah, it wasn't a shock to me. I was like, yeah, typical. I, like, I wasn't shocked, but it was still Ooh. funny because yeah, it's like, my goodness, you know, what would you do with that amount of money? Or really, let's face it. For the thousandaires out there, what would you do if you had an extra thousand in your bank account? Like, how long would it take for your company to figure that out? And what would you do in the meantime? Would you go and say, raise your hand and say, hey, I think you guys gave me a little too much money in this check. (laughs) Or would you just spend it? I've had that happen to me before. That's happened to me before. And I immediately said something because, you know, I know I joke about, you know, taking that money somewhere and and spending frivolously, but nah, uh-uh. I don't like owing anybody, so yeah, yeah I would have made that call 
immediately. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah, really glad to know that it's been resolved, but not shocked that it took that long to resolve. And T, how about this? You know, before we get out here, just real quick, I know you got a chance to, to check out the video of Ronald Acuna with the 33 second um, celebration home run. Home run my guy. And I'm sitting up here looking at the video. I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. They need to let him do this and, and not say anything about it and just let the man be him. I think Ronald Acuna is back to you. We talked about it on this show. I think this dude is an MVP candidate in 2023. Yeah. Lock it in right now. I'm going to say it right now. He's on mission. He is on mission. Yes. And granted, it was one of those crazy situations where, hey, look, everybody's passionate about different sports at different times. So people yeah. didn't take kindly to it in Venezuela. And there was a verbal altercation. Actually, it was more the fans in Venezuela going in on his family. And family, then his family yes. was like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not just going to stand here and allow you to do this. And right. so then the verbal altercation turned into a physical altercation. And at that point, Ronald Acuna Jr. was like, you know what? I'm retired. I'm retired. I'm done here. And the Braves were like, yep, come on home. Yep. We're yeah. good. Oh, yeah, man. So just, glad. Yeah. So glad you, you know. Because yeah. what they don't up. want to do is have Ronald Acuna Jr. have one of, you know, one of those crazy injuries where yeah. it's like off the field just when he's getting back to being himself. So, yeah, yeah it is so priceless. And I, you know what it took me back to when he that? used to wear the hat to the back and, and the big gold chains in the beginning and people oh, were just yeah. like falling out so like taken they were beside themselves. My gosh, the nerve of him. Yes. And he gave <laughs> this sport a pulse. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah, period, you know, or period. Like the people say, the young folks say nowadays, man, come on. Y'all, man, love on this man, man, because guess what? He loves the game and he, he plays does. and he shows it every time he steps on the field. So I can't wait for our nephew oh, to yeah. get this thing back, popping off as the Braves. Pitchers and catchers report on the 13th yes. of February. Woo, we're going to have our guy, Grant McCauley, on here real soon to give yes. us a nice little preview and go over the offseason because a lot went down in the offseason with the Atlanta Braves. But people, before we get out of here, I want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. Why don't you make Locked On Sports today your second listen mm -hmm. of the day? Got a lot of good stuff, national stories. They got it, everything right there for you with the take of the day, like just like we have yep. for the culture. And you can find it wherever you find this podcast, wherever you listen to us, go and check it out right there. Now, before we get out of here, I got to tell you this. If you don't do anything else today, I want you to share love, show love, and most importantly, when you get it, go ahead and spread it out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.